last we left off, our proud and noble adventurers, Mara, Skamos, Val, and the decrepit old man dressed in rags, had just fended off a goblin assault in the middle of the night. Now, let us see what they will do with that knowledge. Do we know his name? You know that he's the man in rags. Also, welcome to episode two of CNA. Yeah, that's <laughs> Fuck the boom chief! <laughs> fuck your boom chief! <laughs> Hashtag fuck your boom chief. <laughs> Meme of episode two established. Damn it! That was pretty fast. I'm a little impressed. All right, not everyone means are done. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the, that's the highlight of the episode. It's We're not, not gonna get getting any better. better. Yeah. I mean, it was it's in unison. Worse like from it's here. all improv. <laughs> Moving on. Mara had taken up watch as Val, having been rather shaken from being fired upon for the first time in her life. It decided to take a short break to unwind, get the nerves out. Mara, being a little hyped up on all the bloodshed, couldn't help but take watch for a while. Skamos. Leave, leave my mirror where it was. Skamos, however, had managed to, to go straight back asshole. to bed. Creature of habit. And believing the crisis averted and his job done. He did what his body told him to do next, and that was sleep, because body be tired. So with time, Mara is yet again relieved from watch by Val. No more than six hours left in the night before breaking for the trail. How do you entertain yourself, Val? During watch... Did I get any blood on me? Not really, no. Huh. Yeah. And, and, the, and the corpses aren't leaving like any kind of stink around the... the they camp. definitely are. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove those. Okay, you take the time to move the bodies of the goblins. They are covered in uh, their own viscera, their skins caked with mud and the oils of their own filth. Uh, I really like that descriptor, oils of their own filth. <laughs> Please let it be the last time it comes up. <laughs> oh no, there will be more goblins. It comes up again, my lunch is coming up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I thought we dinner. just had dinner. <laughs> Hey, they don't know that. That's a lot of <laughs> backlog vomit. <laughs> if you've been waiting... We didn't do lunch. We didn't. That's like when you when you take one of those Nerf guns that's loaded in the back and you put a, put one of the darts in the front and you fire it anyways. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm saving it. I don't know why. I don't know why. Dramatic effect. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Val, you take the time to move these... They all seem to be of a fairly standardized uniform, which doesn't make sense considering what little you have heard of goblins. They tend to be very uh, feral, tribal. I'm, I'm more focused on the fact that it really smells and is gross. It, it, it does smell a lot, and any of the goblin corpses of which Mara touched are desiccated. <laughs> Only the one, but there is the one that you sort of pinned to it. 
still wasn't far enough for me to not smell it. Yeah. That one doesn't one even grisly. look like it's dead. Well, that no, one that one has a lot of away. blood coming out of its ears and nose. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to push those so those are downwind, not upwind. Fair enough. You sort them in a small pile. As you're moving them, you do notice that they have a standardized uniform, as I was saying earlier. A simple loincloth with a, yet again, simple cloth pouch. One of them seems to have been cut open. Um, and they all have red lines of face paint in their own unique patterns across their face and head. That's disturbing. Yes. I'm going back to camp. <laughs> Understandably. You retreat back, barely having wasted something close to five minutes. Mm. And that time passes. The watch is fairly uneventful past that. It, it, it's either possibly because the goblin corpses you've moved were either too fetid, mm-hmm. too... After I move the corpses, I take the soap out of my pouch. Because I bought that as an extra item. <laughs> Good call. And I scrub my hands raw. <laughs> You'll never be clean. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Blood Shut up. is on Shut up. your hands now. Uh, uh, I take a piece of ration and I feed my mouse. So as an urchin, you get a pet mouse, and I don't know what it does either. I, it's a mouse. It's a cute oh, what's little... his name? What was with that voice? Well, what's his name? This is the first I'm hearing of the mouse. Same! Yeah, I, as, with, with the urchin background, you just get a pet mouse. They don't explain further. I mean, I think that's adorable. It, it is. But I, like, I love that. It, a pet mouse every time you make an urchin character is like, okay, but why? I, Shit, I have urchins that need mice. <laughs> <laughs> every urchin needs a mouse. Yeah. Why? Ah. You can't always catch a pigeon. The mouse's name is Thimble. That's... Classic. It's cute. So the hours pass. Your mouse keeps you company. It's a fairly pleasant presence, if only because it keeps off the thoughts of what else may be lurking in the night. Mm -hmm. If goblins found you on your first night out, there could very easily be worse. Um, But the rest of you can't smell any worse. eh, Probably not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. They shouldn't, but if they did, oh dear lord. I'm so glad I have really good night vision. You do. The night passes without much event following the small goblin raid. Mm. Um, As your compatriots begin to wake themselves, you can hear the sounds of their restlessness as they are beginning to wake up. The sun is beginning to break, and it looks like the embers of the fire haven't gone out more or less have signaled the perfect time to ready to break camp. Alright, I put the fire out. And, uh... I go and take my tent down. Hat! Still a beautiful piece. Hat! Hat! There it is. (laughs) Scamos adorns his hat. You lower your tent, pack it up with... Utmost precision. Mara? Disassemble the tent. Get the hell out of here. Where's the man in rags? He's been sleeping, sitting up in the very nook of the alcove the entire night. 
he didn't bundle up. He just threw down the bedroll provided to him and sat in it. His back to the wall of the alcove. But seeing everyone uh, rising, you see the old man already thumbing a new pack of tobacco into his pipe. Don't mind me. Fucking chimney. I'll be ready when it's time to go. But for now, allow an old man his pleasures. Sure thing. Skamos is just going, smoking up. Skamos is just going to stare at the strange sort of lean-to that his friend set up for him the other night and wonder, how the fuck do I put this down? You kind of pull it out of the wall. You kick it. I kick it. You do so. <laughs> and you don't think you broke anything else, but you definitely could have just pulled it out. <laughs> Alright, I pull it out. It's already on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> just kick Whatever pity and gratitude Mara had towards you, it is gone. (laughs) (laughs) You bundle in a loose heap the remnants of your tent, and you imagine you'll be able to use a can. It'll be just fine. Figure it out. Yeah. You're you're a very, like, ingenuity-forward kind of guy. You you go with the flow, and you figure out how things work as they're doing things. And that's how I ended up in the teeth woods. Uh Uh-huh. How'd that work for you? Poorly. (laughs) But to be perfectly frank, it worked out just fine. He got picked up. After three days. Look, not every plan is perfect. Bundle up what's left of my tent as neatly as possible and turn to everyone. Good morning. Good morning. The man in rags as ever gives a small nod. I feel terrible because we never asked your name. Ah, yes. That's okay. I think you're gonna have to live with that. I'm gonna leave that there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna just like slowly turn, look at my bag, look up at you guys, look at the old man, look it back at you guys, nod to myself, and keep packing. (laughs) He respects your decision to do so. Get her done. And as the packing is coming to a close, you see the old man work himself up, prop himself on his cane, and then get to bundling up his own bedroll and setting it back within its pack. Once he adorns it again, he simply leans with both hands on the head of his staff towards the lot of you. So, will we be moving forward then? Yes, on the doll hall. Before we head further down the road, those goblins the other night said something... Boom Chief? Are we not at all concerned about that? And their weird magic rocks? I, uh, if I can help it, I'll do as little to do with them as possible. The man in regs notably keeps his eyes more or less focused on the ground as with a singular motion he continues to brush one of his eyebrows into place, almost as if resigning any participation in this conversation. It's not in the nature of goblins to organize. I would be surprised if they started now. Boom chief. Bad 
adjective, verb, is a verb, not good, common. Bad, bad verb. I don't know anyone who's good with common. Position of authority. Goblins. <laughs> I did notice while <laughs> moving the bodies. Um, you're welcome, by the way. Thank you. That they, thank, uh, finally. Uh, <laughs> they had a uniform of sorts. You mean a loincloth? No, it was organized the same way, and they each wore red face paint. Verb. Authority. Uniforms. Either way, I... Scamos has got a pyramid scheme brewing. <laughs> Just, if we just make these teenagers who can't find jobs sell our knives for us. <laughs> <laughs> Did that grind? It was rough. So, getting back onto it, we're heading to where? Dahal. All right. And the road to where? In the road to Dahal is which way? Further southwest. That's where I start walking. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, Breach from the underbush and foliage back onto the main path. Um, notably less rocky terrain in the direction you're headed. Uh, far fewer encroachments from the forest. So it seems like a straight enough path. Uh, though you do know that there, at least you know, Mara, that there have been a few known trails to pop up in this region. There's something about the southern end of the teeth wood that has had a changing nature in your experience. So if you were to see a alternative trail, it would not shock you, especially if you had never seen that trail beforehand. Uh, just something to be wary of in your experience. Very well. I'll shrug, throw my bag back over my shoulder and follow. As you do, the man in rags, of course, follows suit. He, he does what he can to stay towards the center of you lot. Mm -hmm. uh, who is trailblazing? Uh, I'm, I, I started walking first. All right. Go ahead and roll perception. Don't let do it. Bad One of these days, you're going to have to roll perception. Oh, it's fuck us all over. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna you be and bad. your five whiz. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's a 17. That's pretty good. You spot almost immediately what look like alternative trails. You see less than half a mile down the road, there's already large enough breaks in the foliage for you to tell that there's something equivalent to hiking trails, or actually, as you get closer, you see an almost incredibly well-worn, old, kind of unkempt at the same time a set of cobbled paths all leading in the same direction two maybe three it looks like at some point they may have all been the same path it's a little difficult to tell for a minute there i was worried you were going to say staircase and i was just going to be like nope i'm leaving <laughs> goodbye <laughs> not 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 touching that <laughs> that's cursed <laughs> As the group draws closer to these strange outcropped trails, uh, Mar, you notice immediately these are 
unnatural in your experience. Uh, without uh, some sort of seasoned guide, uh, very familiar with this region, you have no idea where these trails will go. Uh, you do know that the forest has a way of not changing day to day, but week to week, month to month. It's It tends to be a fairly slow, gradual process, and it's never really been explained to you. It's always just been a part of life, at the very least in these parts. Well, anyway, he, does Val tell us about these paths? I call Mara's name. Mm. Just sort of trots up from the back. I don't remember seeing this fork on any sign leading up this way. The, ro the woods have a way of diverging. It's not a road I'm familiar with. You could get us there faster. You get us as lost as the bard over there. Oh, pretty bird. It is a pretty bird. Look at that bird. Brilliant shimmers of blue flash across the chest of this bird as it soars overhead, standing still as if for a moment caught in a gust, and then dipping back into the canopy. That was a pretty bird. Where'd everybody go? <laughs> oh, no. Why did I tell you to keep talking so I knew where you were? Because you told him to talk, stop talking like 20 minutes ago. Don't make me remember my words. <laughs> Not with this one. <laughs> Everything okay up there? Must one of you. We don't use the creepy forest trail that leads to nowhere. I can't make any promises down that trail. So, so we'll yeah. continue on the main path. Mm. Just before you head away, uh, Val, go ahead and roll perception. Oh boy. You may as well, Mara. Five. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> you don't see anything headed up this trail, but a, an almost encroaching shadow as you look further inwards. You're not sure where it would have led, but it's almost as if it's being shrouded from the end of the path that you can see. Definitely a strange one. You remember what the Lord said? You don't need to solve every little thing that comes our way, investigate every rock. Move ahead, we will. Move along. All right. You continue the day's walk for the better half of the day before finally coming to a change in the thicket the woods start to take a slightly different hue, becoming a little darker, uh, no longer those rich auburn colors. Um, the canopy grows dense. Uh, there's shade along the road, very few like pockets of sunlight breaching through and very noticeable beacons or flares of light. You occasionally hear the predatory calls of very large birds in the region. Pretty bird. Very big bird. Ooh. Easily talking, one with a moving. wingspan equivalent to your height. Mm. 
and a beak about the size of your chest. I'll keep, I'll keep close to the group. Fortunately, due to the dense foliage in this region, it certainly doesn't see you. I hope. <laughs> as far as you can tell. But pressing ever onwards, um, the road seems to keep rather stable. Uh, Well-trodden path, this being one of the primary routes to Dull Hall and through the Deep Wood. Um, one of two roads, in fact. Um, Mara, you know rather well that this is a well-traveled road, uh, not only by Lord Werner's patrols, but by the merchants they escort. That said, these woods generally remain fairly unexplored, not only due to the changing nature, but because this region within the Tiefwood is much more dense. The natural walls that the trees make make it very difficult to navigate at times. Uh, go ahead and roll insight. That's two. <sighs> you almost grasp at a thought, but it eludes you just before it can come to fruition. Before it can really finalize. You proceed ruminating on the region as you would to keep yourself busy, but nothing particularly stimulating is triggered. Add a two. I think I'm just thinking about mac and cheese. Uh, you could be. <laughs> I don't know. The day proceeds. The light is going out much sooner than it had the previous day. Um... But you can all tell that you're making fairly good time, even with the old man in tow. He seems to be keeping pace, even without any obstructions. And you finally come to a portion in which the trail veers off to one side, giving way to something similar to a bit of an open creek that travels alongside the road. It's a small brook at first, but as you all continue down the road, it continues to widen, expand, fill, until it is a fully-fledged river. You see that in your walk, several other streams, brooks, and very small rivers uh, connect, all forming this one singular lazy river. This, Mara, is one of the telltale signs that you are, in fact, getting rather close to Dull Hall, another day's travel and you know you'll be there. Logging streams. Mm-hmm. You definitely heard about the town before, Val, but you've never been there. I've been outside of Clash Cape Lodge. Yeah. I think I fell in that river. I believe you. I'm not surprised that you fell in. I'm surprised you got out. Rude. <laughs> It is not that fast. It True, really there isn't. were the fish. What fish? The fish. There are, if you look upon the river, a few sizable fish very lazily letting themselves be carried by the very weak current before they jolt, jerk, and shoot back up to where they were. Anyone here a fisher? 
I have a spear. If you'd like to entertain yourself with some spear fishing, by all means, go ahead. Skamo starts rolling up his sleeves. I mean, how long have we been walking now? Hours. You've been walking for no less than six hours. You've already burnt half your day. It's fair enough to take a rest. Nothing else. Someone manages to catch a fist, maybe we'll eat. Alright. You'll just, just hand Mara my spear. <sighs> Not my preferred choice, but she takes Scamos it. heads for the creek. <laughs> Scamos is gonna go wrestle a fish. <laughs> oh no. Can I attempt to spear fish? <laughs> yeah. Alright, what kind of a check is that? Uh, uh that would be nature or survival. Oh well, dear. Wouldn't you be wrong to hit? Yes. But Hitting through a surface of water. She's it depends fishing. on how clear the water is. It's fairly and, clear, but there's deflection strong, to account for. And how strong the current is. It's very weak. Yeah. So Can it be it's a weak current it's relatively check. clear, yeah. so. Yeah. It's nature or survival. Fine. Um, I don't have much in either of those either. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna go for survival. Both of those will carry a lot of like the camping activities. That's a thirteen. Fairly good. You take some time to get used to not only the weight of the spear, but the deflection when you are aiming at anything inside of the creek. Um, you go ahead and get another roll. Ooh, that's ten. Alright. You didn't manage to catch any of the big ones, but you did manage to catch a frog that was at the bottom of the creek. Almost feel bad. It's a decent sized frog. You'd definitely be able to cook it. In the meantime, Scamo splashes about in the creek trying to wrestle a fish. (laughs) Absolutely! Alright, alright. My bags are are up far away from the river. Mm -hmm. I assume your finer clothes have been carefully placed. Finer clothes? If you're wrestling it, isn't isn't an athletics check? Yes. (laughs) Fuck! I'm, I'm watching on, like, the riverside, just, like, eating out of a bag. This is entertaining, if nothing else. Yes. Watching Skamos freeze <laughs> his One! Oh, the fish won! <laughs> oh, no. Skamos, you're certain you can do this. You've heard of this in stories. All okay, of the yeah. best woodsmen are capable of doing this. Look at him. If you I'm can do this, you're going to be considered a great woodsman, no matter where you tell the story of this event. And so you wade in with the utmost confidence that only you could, and you are well past knee-deep into this creek, and you see one big one that's just sort of keeping its place in the stream, you. slowly just shifting its weight so that it isn't carried away by this lazy current. And you see it at one point turn towards you, almost in a sidelong glance. And you know, eventually this one will get tired, and eventually it'll go downstream to you. So you think you're clever trying to get in its path and make sure it doesn't get past you. But what you fail to realize is that this fish is something like 80 pounds. Oh, that's a fat Rottweiler. I'm going to get him. Oh, we're going to eat you great see, tonight! At a distance and beneath the water, it was a little difficult to determine the full size of this, but you definitely knew the size of its face. Oh, it's a big fish. It's sizable. Yeah. It was going to be a great catch. 
except for the part when it literally jumped out of the river and smashed straight into your chest, sending you under the waves, and you panicked. You did not expect to be tackled by a massive catfish. You freak out. Everybody else sees your feet shoot straight out of the water as you are completely submerged otherwise. And this fish just jets down the stream much faster than you could even comprehend. You are winded, desperately gasping for air, and by the time you finally reach it, you are soaked from head to toe, and you have no idea where that fish went. But it left you a bruise. That was one mighty fish. I'm, I'm now realizing why you were sent with us. I'm starting to see why you were sent with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a punishment to me. Quack. <laughs> I was like, oh. Normally I would have a retort. But I was just tackled by a fish. <laughs> At least you didn't die. It's so much paperwork if you die. To those that weren't tackled and were watching, you did see that the fish did try to bite him, but because it didn't get anything that it could fit in its mouth, it just went and left. Like, it opened its mouth during that tackle. Had he had an arm forward, it would have grabbed him by the forearm. <laughs> Fucking alligator death rolled for like Something close to that. It would have Man, definitely... I fucking hate slaughterfish. I... <laughs> look, alright. Big, slightly magical catfish. You gotta worry about that. It will bite. Yeah. Ew. I was picturing it, like, gumming your forearm. I caught a, a catfish once. Was this close, left though? left it in the fridge for, like, three days, and it still didn't die. They're mean, some yes. of the bitches. Yes, they, they are. They are hard to perish. <sighs> But I was, like, this close to catching him. Like, this close. I think you were a lot further than that. No, 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 no. Like, this close. Yeah, that close, you know, if you, if you look at it from, like, really close up. Yeah, yeah. Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> I mean, getting smacked like that definitely will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Oh yeah, that's bruising She real gets quick. shot in the chest, I get fire thrown on me, and you get tackled by a catfish. Yeah. It's gonna be a great trip. To those sitting on the road, you could you could hear the old man chuckle a little when he <laughs> saw that fish jump. <laughs> like it wasn't even just like wah 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 smack with fish. No, no. Full he, body out he of the water. Jumped. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> he speared into your chest. Spare! Spare! <laughs> Mar is starting oh to feel God, that if we don't go down rat. the road, he's gonna write a song about the fish right here and now, so... <laughs> In fact, she's I'm just I... throwing the I frog in some cloth and getting the hell out of here. You silence the frog in his human in a way as you can manage. You wrap it, and it'll be decent accessory meat to tonight's meal. I've seen footage of Alaskans, like, catch fish by hand, like salmon, and then, like, quiet the fish by punching it in the head. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
That's an idea. Not a Skamos move, for sure, but... <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Shit. Just, like, grab it, put it on a rock, bat, bat, bat. That's a reverse Skamos. Yes. <laughs> Skamos, but competent in the woods. <laughs> you finish up with your diversion for the day. Your creek... Lazy river activities wrapped up. Pack your items and Were you in fact head on. shit creek without a paddle? <laughs> I had a paddle. Where? Where? Why do you have a paddle? I don't know. Moving Ugh. along. You continue moving along. <gasps> Not much more joins the path aside from the ever-widening lazy river. Um, you do see occasionally the well-traveled offshoot that occasionally has a bridge going over one of the many other brooks and rivers connecting to the one beside you. And as you go further and further, the forest begins to take a little bit more of um, uh, wetlands. Uh, There are more and more just noticeably hydrated areas. There is obvious like entire regions in which the ground is given way to water um the trees have begun to grow rather sparse uh though those that stand are firmly planted most of them more than three times the width of any man any of you have ever seen these trees are old and you can tell just by looking at them this is a decidedly marked difference in the terrain what does Skamos know about this area? Uh, roll. History? Yes. Uh. <laughs> what was it? Well, that's one of my good skills. So that's a six. <laughs> oh, Skamos. Oh, I know. That hurt. Well, you're pretty sure you heard a story about a place like this. Something about wetlands, lots of rivers converging. There's one big one. A couple of bridges where a lot of fights went down. Mostly duels between some really important people you forgot about. This is a really, like, drunk story when you heard it. But you're pretty sure it involved some sort of crocodile. Like a big one. But that probably wasn't in the teeth. Woods. Just yeah. sl- you think about it. Just slowly staring out at the marsh, just like I'm pretty sure a crocodile dueled a man on a bridge in here. This Something equivalent like to that. Yeah. History. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was told as a historical statement by a drunk. To a drunk Skamos. Yeah. That's like three times distorted. Uh-huh. Right? And it was already wrong. I think the crocodile one. That's like translating something through three languages. Yeah, it doesn't work. But you gotta feel. You gotta feel for it. I'm pretty sure the crocodile one. Yeah. I mean, the duelist didn't have a chance. He had one arm and a baby. She just hears you muttering like the crocodile one, and it's like, I thought I hit him in the chest, not the face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you see man. him hit his head when he went down? Uh, no. So, I reach up and check my horns. You're perfectly fine, cool. but still damn. Uh, still he's very damn. just damp. like this. <laughs> I, I, I'm catching that too. Alright. Is um, there a problem? 
Who now, is trailblazing again? This one keeps catching things, so I have uh, no um, problem bringing I, up the I rear. I walked ahead to, like... <laughs> Valid is... Stamp out the banter and just move on. <laughs> if I stand behind, nobody's gonna fall behind me. So. Yeah. Alright, well, perception. Out of curiosity, what is your perception? Plus three. Plus three. How about the same then? Ten. Uh, My passive perception is thirteen. Okay. Mm. You're marching along as you were leading the group and then you begin to smell something very, very acrid, something very offensive and you're not... Did someone not bury it? (laughs) You can't quite place it at first. And then the, the almost pungent taste that the aroma of that oiled filth comes to mind. You don't know where, but you can smell it. I smell what I think might be goblins. I, like, I, I don't even, like, think about it. I just kind of pull out my crossbow and knock another bolt. <laughs> can, I, can I roll to see if I smell this? Yes, uh, as a Anybody uh, warned by Val is capable of making a perception check now. Oh, that is a 19. Negative one. Oh my god! (laughs) Your minus three to wisdom is is hilarious. Killing me. I love it. Slowly. Skamos, you panic over the idea of fire being present around your. What what is it? Your instrument? A fiddle. A fiddle. You imagine fire rocks being around your fiddle and you panic for a second, go cross-eyed, look over to where you think Val was and you lose focus and you're like, oh, ah, headache. Nope, nope, nope. Just a second. You're good, you're good. You're it so took a second, but you're to good. you yourself thinking. Look, no, he, he panicked. <laughs> it couldn't be helped. It hurt itself in its confusion. I mean, he's done that to people. <laughs> I have. It's a thing I have done. A thing I've done to myself once. I hope it's not contagious. I don't know. I feel like it. Shifty it, ass. I feel like <laughs> if you fuck a bard, that gives them a lot of ammunition for vicious mockery. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mara, Mara, you. You sharpened up real quick after Val gave you the heads up. You start scanning all the other roads, and it's not until you look across one of the brooks that was about to join, a road that actually connects to yours and not too much further down the path. Across a bridge, you see refuse. You see the remains of what was likely a goblin ambush. Oh, dear. You see several satchels and what looks like a saddle on its side just barely off the center of the road. I'm pulling out the rapier and treading cautiously towards Okay. You head down further towards your initial path. very close behind the armored lady. Mm. 
Uh, Mara, I, I follow with the old man. All right. The old man does keep pace as he doesn't want to be left behind. Uh, Mara, you head further down the original path so that you can make it to the fort that leads back towards that site. Um, as soon as you make it backtracking to the bridge that you'd noticed, you head over and you can see there was indeed some sort of fight here. Blood was spilled. There's no sign of man, woman, many emptied baskets. This was possibly just a man traveling with a collection of his own goods, or this was a merchant who'd gone on without any of the patrols. There's no sign of him. There's no sign of the horse. Aside from the saddle, empty bags and baskets, and the telltale signs of a struggle. There is blood. Do I see any, like, footprints or trails or broken branches, seeing, like, where they might have gone? You see a number of broken branches, and there is a slight trail to blood. With your previous perception check, you are capable of tracking it. Peace on the other. I can't let this man die. I can't bring him out here. I feel like if we don't deal with whatever did this, it's going to pop up later. And it's going to be a bigger problem. One way or another, a bunch of goblins and a boom chief are going to show up on the side of the road. What in the ever-loving fuck is a boom chief? Apparently it's a chief that goes boom. I don't know. He has magic rocks? Goblins. You're not helping. No, I'm... I, I, excuse me. <laughs> You're excused. Thank you. Today I take stock of what goblins say still a little further away. So, I'm going to follow the blood. Okay, you backtrack up the uh, fork in the road. And as you trail it, you realize that it is largely following the road. Whatever did this which was likely goblins from the scent that even you caught on to as you approached the initial site. Um, you've been keeping an eye on the trail. There's quite a bit of scuffling. It does look like they dragged quite a bit. If goblins did this, how they managed to move the horse is a mystery beyond sheer numbers. The man in addition to that means only even more. Unless the man was coherent enough to be taken as some sort of hostage. But again, wildly unusual behavior for goblins. Jake? Yes? I would like to roll history for similar situations, such as goblin, like, if I've ever heard sure. myths or um, stories histories, of goblins actually organizing. Yeah, uh, feel free to roll uh, history um, for goblins and beast tribes. That's a ten. It's not bad. Uh, you know that the lesser goblins, those incapable of 
true sentient sapiens band together in warrens, little hovels, typically, and they tend to be routed out simply enough. Uh, you do believe that there have been tales of outstanding lesser goblins. Um, though they cannot act as true humanoids, they have exhibited signs of either intelligence or cunning in the past. Uh, they tend to learn, at least the more notable ones, from other beast tribes and even people should they be too timid to incite a conflict early on. But that's about the most you can scavenge with a town. There have been tales before of goblins, while not as intelligent as, say, the learned man, capable of learning much as the way as you or me would, if there's one or two of them like that on a road this frequently traveled and used by loggers, they might, I could see them planning ambushes like this. Oh, pretty bird. In a strange moment of clarity, Skamos lays it down. So... So he walked into a trap. Very likely. If what Skamos said applies, we might be walking into a trap. Mara is torn on how to handle the situation. Either way, I think we're going to be dealing with goblins in our near future. It would be best to expedite the process on our own terms. Yeah. Better we surprise them, I suppose. If we are able to. I was just hoping this would not be complicated. Better than them jumping up on us in the middle of the night again. And, uh, and while I have full faith that Val would see them as she did the other night, I would hate for anything I go awry. Believe me, I have no interest in being set on fire again. Yeah, I, that I was unpleasant. Not, I didn't get hurt, but I don't enjoy being shot. Ruined a shirt of mine. I liked that shirt. <sighs> Keep following the breadcrumbs. Alright. As you do so, you notice something a little strange. Uh, they had never at any point bothered to hide their tracks, either because they couldn't or because they must have felt like this was their territory already. Now, no, that being said, that does lead you to believe that this is in fact a larger warren. So, as you begin to compile evidence, uh, you also realize that while you've been following this trail, you've actually been backtracking for some time on a road that was not too far away from your initial trail. You've been heading east for the most part, but you know that this road is probably no more than an hour away from the road in which you were headed west. It's possible that when you first passed 
the region in which you were attacked by the goblins, you were already in what they would determine as their territory. But continuing back, I'd like all of you to make a perception check. I'll try. Good luck. 16. I, I got a 14. 18. Well we done hit. a lot of you. Skamos is on point with a 14. Yeah. Look at you knowing things and right. seeing things. Mara, being more or less in as professional a state as you can be, you've been paying close attention to just about everything you can. Val, being more or less a quick study with sharp senses to begin with, you are following in Mara's footsteps. Scamless, you're doing well enough to follow up with the both of them. You're tracking what it is that they're looking for and looking for the signs yourself and reaffirming that you may have been right. Um, Mara, it's not too long before you and soon after Val spot a very similar road. Similar in design, age, and where to the previous cobbled road that you found at near the beginning of the day. Do I know of any, like, rumors as to the behavior of the Tifoids? Like, any kind of personality to the terrain? Quite a few. Um, Rule history. Two. Well, quite a long time ago, shortly after you had arrived at Clashkeep, your mother and father took it upon themselves to explore the Teefwood. And they left you in the care of Lord Werner's servants, of which you were more than welcome to stay there. But when they had come back, there was always this strange vagueness to any of the descriptors that they'd offered, any of the tales of their travels. While it made sense that they were keeping a low profile, it didn't make sense that they weren't sharing the full details of anything with you. Later on, you questioned them further, and they simply were honest with you in the sense that they didn't understand the teeth woods. There was something about it that was almost ever shifting. The regions remained the same, but the contents of each region had their own method. There was a madness to the whole place. A road that would be there one week would simply not be there the next. And the only paths untouched by this ever-changing nature were the paths from one primary town, city, or camp to another. The offshoots would often change, and they had no means of explaining this to you. You roll a two, you get a whole explanation. I roll a one, you get tackled by a fish. <laughs> Gets an explanation that offers him nothing. Fair enough. I did get Just a lot of your parents never figured it out, and they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is whack, okay? Yeah. It is 
base knowledge, even Skamos know that these woods supposedly shift in the short time that he's been here. It's just a it. very common knowledge. Yeah, and I don't suppose I know anything more than they do. You've had a little bit of experience with it in the past. Base. You've never, uh, Mara, you've never actually had to deal with these. It was always more or less common practice to ignore them unless you could not. <sighs> well, based on the patterns of this, would I be able to make an insight check as to what may or may not be going on? You could. It's honestly difficult to tell, but after exchanging some information with Mara and even Skamos, you've come to the conclusion that this little pocket that these tracks lead back to are likely in between the two roads that you've traveled today. The one that you were on earlier and the one that you've currently been backtracking. We're not diverging too far from Doll Hall, and if the woods keep bringing us here, Maybe we should just listen. Uh, I don't like the idea that the woods want us here. When there's a trail of blood leading us here. The blood had subsided at some point following the trail, as there is only so much blood to shed. But the dragging marks, footprints, and broken shrubbery it never ceased. I thought you were all in favor of investigating this further. I am. I am also just a bit concerned at the pattern that we're seeing here. Rightfully so, but at some point we need to move forward. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm gonna roll investigate is what I'm gonna do. Roll it. I'm, try, I'm gonna try and see if I can't find anything that was left behind, any sort of, like... Goblins have been known in the past to mark their territory, like with totems or that they try to hide. So I'm going to see if I can't find anything like that. Go for it. Twelve. Better than I would have ever done on a perception roll. You see, <laughs> from Mara and Val's perspective, Skamos seems to almost have a glimmer of inspiration before he tucks his items away and goes crawling into the underbrush. Rather thick as it is, he takes a few steps through. Oh, lord, he's gone feral. You see <laughs> him just lose track of the both of you as he is no longer within vision, and you hear a singular, aha! And Skamos, sure enough, you find what is more or less a marker of territory. It is a human skull with a pair of bright, translucent gems in the eye sockets. Those little boom stones on a pike. There's red paint smeared, similar to what was on the goblins, on the skull. Do those markings mean anything to me? They're mostly just lines. Fair enough. You have no idea if they mean anything, but they really just look like big lines. Just gonna, like, just grab the pike and hold it up through the underbrush. 
and just straight from a tall brush, you see a human skull with a pair of large, translucent I jump and fall on my ass. I <laughs> lynch and whip out the rapier. And you, you see Skamos's hand at the base of the pipe, just proudly proclaiming his discovery. Oh, I'm gonna no. skewer you and you're gonna deserve it. Just plant the pike back down. Yeah. You give me a heart attack. There is definitely a goblin hobble nearby, just crawling back through the brush. You, you, you do what you can to dodge the pointy brushes because they nicked you a few times in the butt. Yeah. But yeah, you're good. You're good. You got this. Scamos has this. Ah! We head in the direction of where the pike was. It was just behind a set of brushes further along the trail. Mm. Probably best to just follow the trail then. Alright. Keep your wits about you. I'll try. I can do nothing but. She's also saying this to the man in rags. He seems fairly worried. Shadow covers most of his face as the day is coming to an end. But he nods in understanding, silent. He doesn't seem to be protesting in any manner, but he tucks his pipe away, pulls a cowl over his head, and is seemingly rather ready to pick up his staff. I fall back and I walk next to the old man. Such diversions aren't uncommon. It's just easier to handle them now before they become problems. I completely understand. I, we have more than enough time to get to Longbrook, and I, though time is of the essence, I understand. This is your duty. All right. Hey everyone, Tyler here. Welcome to episode two of Campfires and Escalations. I just have a few quick announcements here, and I'll let you get back to the rest of the episode. First off, you can now listen to CNE anywhere you wish. We're on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean, so you can listen to us at your leisure, however you want. You want to ask a question about the show or the cast? We now have a Facebook page, so feel free to hit us up there and, you know, socialize, I guess. I also want to take a quick minute to thank our friends at BattleBards.com who have provided the amazing music and soundscapes that you've been listening to. BattleBards is an amazing resource for any dungeon master looking to spice up their home game with music, sound effects, weather, and more. You can also use the coupon code CAMPFIRE or the link in the description when you create your own account for a discount off BattleBards Prime, which gives you full streaming access to over 3,400 tracks. Again, that's coupon code CAMPFIRE, one word with no spaces, or the link in the description when you go to make your own account. Alright, that's it for now. Uh, I see you guys in episode 3, going up July 9th. Bye bye Move along. Head down the trail. All right, Mara takes lead. It is not long before you see that this worn path turns to cobblestone interrupted by encroaching vines. 
it seems to head uphill for a time before leveling out and declining, if only a slight measure. You notice this if only due to the weight of your armor. But as Mara and Skin, not Mara, Val and Skamos follow, uh, you can't help but wander with your eyes, looking for more telltale signs of anything, really. The old man seems fairly intent on focusing on himself. Um, Mara, as you lead forward, you... Every once in a while, I pull up the mirror and look over my shoulder. You don't see anything but what should belong behind you. Good. Mara, as you proceed forward, uh, Val, Skamos, the man, all in tow. You come to a short break as the woods begin to grow sparse again. And you see a set of ruins. Ruins. Breaching from the woods as if they hadn't been there until just before you stepped in this clearing. A large tower, no less than five stories tall. And it is decrepit. There is a singular pair of what look like iron wrought doors. From the where they look like they're barely standing on their hinges. But the stone structure that this tower consists of, though wrapped in vine and overgrowth, doesn't seem to have eroded or degraded in any way. You don't even see a brick out of place. At the tops of this tower, you see several large fanged pillars sprouting almost as if they were a crown. Uh, not terribly sharp, but very pronounced. As your eyes trail back down to the surface levels, you notice three very large support columns riding up the sides of this tower. And as your eyes fall even further below, you see on a much steeper decline a large cave mouth. I don't suppose this looks familiar to me or anyone else. I'm rolling history. Rolling. 18. <laughs> Will Val be rolling? Tell all your secrets. Scamers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is not Val's thing contextually. Wow. You think you know what's going on here? Pull out a sketch pad really quick. You've heard of places like this in the Teeth Wood, but until now, you never really thought they were real. Even with the oh so unnatural nature of these woods, to find ruins like these, completely untouched by time except the overgrowth. This is a piece of history. Skamos looks visibly excited. Oh, understandably so, as you have an inkling as to what this place may have been. You see, during the founding of the kingdoms and the settling of the territories, there were many projects that were put forward to utilize the wide, expansive land of the Eastern Kingdoms, that being the, the Teeth Wood. 
This was one of those projects that never saw the light of day. You don't really know much about them, but you do know that quite a few of them were very hush-hush. Details on most of those projects never, never left the king's court. Except for the rumor of their existence. And that's what you know. We're either going to be rich, dead, or in a lot of trouble. Because that is one of the very many attempts to build a fort. Fortresses, land, like, keeps here in the east by the king. No one's supposed to know about them. No one talks about them because they're just gone. But there it is. This sounds vaguely like a conspiracy theory to Mara, but it <laughs> seems to hold just enough water to this be true. Isn't t- this is nothing but concerning to Val. Understandably the, so. You said there were ruins on the ground? Uh, not ruins, but these are ruins. Oh, I think it's ruins. The fact no. that they're still intact after all this time is... Not a brick out of place. ...is very concerning. Either expert craftsmanship or the, these woods are even stranger than I was led to believe. If only I was a dwarf and had stone cutting. <laughs> right? You may be frothing at the mouth if you were. <laughs> It seems they've repurposed it. The main gates to the actual tower itself, while one of them, one of the doors, is ever so slightly ajar, caved in possibly through previous attempt, it does not seem like it has been opened in quite some time. In fact, there are vines just very gently wrapping over the door. Very thin ones that could be removed at a moment's notice, but... Hmm. Can I go up and p- try to pull open the door? Absolutely. I, I'm following you. Like, right behind. <laughs> so excited. Scamos is inspired. <laughs> Alright, have to make a nice work check. As you walk up to this strange forgotten tower, you very easily with your formidable strength grab these vines and simply wrench them aside without much more effort than you would picking up a drink. Though they are numerous you can grab them by the bundle and simply pry them away from the door. I mean, seems a better option than the cave. Skamos walks in. (laughs) Skamos, eager as ever. Throws his full body weight into the slightly ajar door and presses his way through. Just lowers the rapiers. God damn it. I raise the crossbow and I wait. Waiting outside. No, I mean, I I prepare for something to jump out. Okay. I follow in after Skamos. Skamos, you dart through the gap you made in this door. It was very heavy, by the way. (laughs) It's a little difficult to press yourself in, but you managed it. And boy, are you in that room. You're so in that room, it's very dark. Dark vision, 60 feet. Oh, not so bad. You see a strange assortment. A lot of broken crates, perished goods that have nearly turned to dust. And what looks like a blocked off room on the right hand side, taking nearly a a third of this (laughs) 
I have dancing lights. Circle? Oval? Upon any closer inspection, you realize that this place, as finely crafted as it was, was not crafted in a perfect circle. In fact, a lot of the walls seem to be distorted. And it's consistent, running from the base of the floors to the ceiling, which, hey, look! Second floor, as your eyes glance and dart to the opposite end of the room, you see a staircase taking the entire back half wall that leads to the second floor. So you see before you wrecked supplies. To your right, the entrance to a room. It seems like it's ajar as well. And a second floor. Um, go ahead and roll perception. Uh, Mara, you see this shortly after he does it, making way and pushing the door further open. It is a rather heavy door, but with your strength, it's not much of an issue. Skamos, your perception? Three. Ooh. They have all sorts of stockpiles? You head only slightly further into the room and you see uh, a full suit of armor. It's got some ceremonial weapons on it. You see a weapons case with pole arms, an axe, a few swords, a rapier. And you just dart about. You see spare pauldrons, a few helmets, things of that nature. Things that would have withstood the test of time. It looks like at some point this had a garrison. Why would the king have a garrison all the way out here? As you ponder and look down, you see an interesting mosaic taking the center of the floor. Not something you'd ever seen before. Torch! And as he cracks this torch, Mara, you, you see everything that he saw. Finally. Like, light fills the room, and it is fairly simple to catch up on everything that he'd been spotting. Because dark vision doesn't give you color. It doesn't. You see this just in the center. Um, upon examining the mosaic, you may actually make another history check. You're so happy. Yes, I'm getting to roll things that Skamos is good at. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 19. All right. As Skamos takes his time to really analyze the workings of this mosaic, he begins to recall tales of heroes. Specifically one. There was one hero that held that symbol. He made it himself. It wasn't a great symbol, but he was a hell of a hero. And he went by the title Cath of Aether. He was an absolutely prodigious mage that had worked for the High Crown during the wars in which they were establishing their borders. He was absolutely pivotal, not pivotal, pivotal to the war that defined the Tiefwood and the, their control over it. That's his symbol. Which means this is his. Holy fucking Paylor. This is Cath of Aether's tower. And I just, like, drop the torch. This means little to nothing. Okay, 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 okay. Mara had heard of the heroes, but probably never knew them by name. Cath of Aether was probably the most accomplished wizard in the king's court when they actually started the wars to define the kingdoms. 
if this is his tower, if this isn't a garrison, this is a wizard tower. We are in Cath of Aether's wizard tower. This is wizard dead. I really hope so. Nobody we knows just, what happened to him. I, I, I really hope so because we just broke into his tower. I mean, I assume no one's been here in a long time. Like a really long time. We don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him anyway. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of rumors. Some say he died. Some say he like traveled to a different plane of existence. Some say he got like really lucky with some broad in like the upper kingdoms and was just chilling out there. It was known that he did have a wife and never mind. family, but it was never something that he excelled at. Um, kind of to a, a bard. <laughs> to a bard who knows a little more of his story, he had a hard time maintaining a good family life, and he continued to provide for them, but they more or less came to a mutual understanding that he simply didn't have the time to be there for them. Kind of more married to his work than his actual wife, which is sad, but this is his actual tower. So, there are a lot of heroes that are important to the king and this entire nation's history. But Cath of Aether was the one fucking wizard who did it all. And as a soldier, Mara is just barely seeing the relevance of this if the man is not in the tower. So. Think, think about it this like this. being said, why would the force spit us out back here? Here's what I'm very concerned about. If Cath of Aether's tower, the most powerful wizard in the history of the kingdoms, is here in the middle of goblin territory, what the hell are they going to dig up? This might explain those exploding rocks. You get just that out before you hear the soft creak of leather and then the scrape of metal. Fuck. As a singular figure walks out from just underneath the staircase. That very same suit of armor that you noticed as soon as you walked in. As you hear the metal crunch the rust out of its joints, it takes only two steps forward before crossing its arms and bellows out. You know Kath? I know of him and of his tale. Uh, they are many. Aye. You know the goblins? They assaulted us. Very personally. We're definitely not in any kind of intimate relationship with them. They nest below this tower. I'm sorry, you said nest? They, they, they... I... Is that like a gaggle? Worse. It's a warning. Would you clear them? If that means we're not getting shot on the road like we were earlier, then yes. And the armor seems to freeze. Almost as if requiring no more interaction. Guess we're going downstairs then. We're looking for goblins if they're not in the tower. Skamos has a small panic attack. 
Now that the armor has stepped out from under the shadow of the staircase, you can see that it is far from a regular animate armor. The blades that you had believed to be ceremonial, that had rested on the edge of either hip, looked to carry a certain filigree about them, with a slight change in the designs that colored their scabbard. Very eye-catching. We'll take a look at those maybe another time, when they're not on the hip of an animated suit of armor. So how did we get to the basement? Well, on the outside, remember, there was a slope down into a cave's mouth. Assume that's the most direct path. The armor almost lurches to life as all the metal that makes up its body shifts and it moves a single hand from its crossed arms, points to Mara, and barely ekes out. This one is correct, as it begins to sound less like an animate servant and begins to take on more the voice of almost a person. I guess we go that way. She's staying in the room waiting for everyone to exit, not looking away from that suit of armor. The old man who had only barely stepped inside is furiously riding in one of his tomes. I was standing next to him and noticing what he's doing. I just kind of slowly start inching back towards the door until he notices that I'm leaving. It, it takes him some time. You were completely out of the room before he even realizes that you've been stepping away. Uh, With a sudden jolt, he snaps to attention, sees you, and says, We're gonna go and we're going to clear the basement. The basement. Yes. Do you think we may be able to spend some time here? As I'm walking out? Oh, absolutely. This is good. We get rid of the exploding goblins, perhaps. Aye, aye, yes, yes, yes. I will wait for you outside the cave, if that is suitable. Alright, if you're fine with that. His hand strokes his meager beard, almost as if he's lost in his own thoughts. Alright. He trails, following you only barely to the entrance of the cave, well below the tower and he begins to pour over his tombs, completely ignoring the lot of you. So... Well, call if you run into trouble. Uh, yes, yes, as he almost waves you off, just trying to give you some sort of vocal reaction so that he can continue his researches. Alright. So are we going in loud or are we going in quiet? I would say quiet. The last time they knew we were there, I ended up with a chest full of fire. Best to go unnoticed as long as possible. So we can kill them all. And look at this tower. Go stealth underground. (laughs) I'll also roll stealth. Alright, a lot of you roll stealth. Go for it. Oh. Oh shit. 19 plus 5. Damn. Oh, wow. 
That's a two. <laughs> I was. Not I am as you. subtle as a gun. And that's Mara, a you take a few steps into the mouth of the cave, and you realize. Not only does your chainmail make a lot of noise, not yeah. only does your whip drag around and make a lot of noise, you don't remember ever receiving any sort of formal stealth training. Meanwhile, me They always make it look so easy. Meanwhile, me and Valor are over here, not making a fucking sound. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you just... I mm. fucking disappeared. <laughs> Skamos just zipper lips goes into his little like crouch. You're good. What do you? What, what was your roll? Twenty. Yeah, you're good. Jesus. Val. Twenty. You take just a few steps within the cave and you become one with the shadow. You are nearly perfectly hidden. Twenty twenty four and two. Like <laughs> the only thing Mara sees is me step into the shadows, the shine of the eyes, and then the shine disappear. Yeah. God, uh, I wish you'd stop doing that. That's creepy. Now I only turn it off when I'm aware of it. So, Val, you are easily taking the head on this. Mm-hmm. You take no uh, more than ten steps with it. Yeah, if you'd like, you can go ahead and remove that. Uh, you know the layout. Yeah. All right. It is not a terribly large cave, but it is a wide cave. The, the entrance is no more than five feet wide. So it suits a single file, uh, but it breaks wide open fairly early. And to your left, as you hit the actual main chamber of the cave, there is a small leather wall held up by posts of bone and adorned with skulls, which have been painted with a familiar red stripes. Um, That continues on for some time until it does break off and leaves a rather open area. Just on the other side of this, you can hear goblins actually around a a campfire. And if you were to peek over that small leather wall, you would be able to tell that they do in fact have things like huts. At the farthest end of the cave, there is a large watered space with a singular rock jutting up. You can actually uh, see, as none of these goblins are trying to hide, they think they're perfectly safe. There is a small group of goblins regularly climbing upon that rock and jumping back into the water. Cool party. I'm assuming none of them see me? And none of them so far. You're having a hard time placing exactly how many there are, but you smell burnt meat as you get into the antechamber. Scamos, you follow not soon after. You see... How tall is the leather fence? No more than five and a half feet high. If you were to stand at full height, you can see over it. I peek over that. It's big for goblins. (laughs) Uh, You see a collection of goblins, but they're regularly darting in and out of your line of sight as they run from one hut to another... They stop, grab some of the meat barely being held above the fire, juggle it in their hands as it is far too hot, and then find their own little nook, rock, bench, whatever, to just tear into the meat. There's at least eight of them in the living quarters area. There's probably no more than four, 
jumping in the water. Okay. You don't see the man, but you know that they're cooking horse. Okay. Yeah, Scamus, you, you see this as well. Mara, if you proceed into the actual cave... It will alert everything. It will, and you will see this as well. Very aware of the noise I'm making, and I'm strategically holding back. Okay, so you'll be at the mouth? I'll be at the mouth. I'm going to let these two take point on this. I will come in if shit runs south. I'm going to pull out my rapier. Mm. I'm just going to rub my thumb across the ivory ring. As I pervade the area very quickly. Uh, If I reach out and attack, they're going to see me. And they might alert the others. There might be a way. Do you have any area of effect spells? Nope. <clears throat> Didn't fucking think so. Uh, Alright. Just going to see if I can get something going here. It's one big violent puzzle. So it was eight and four? Uh, those are the assumed numbers for now, yes. No. It's difficult to get a tell as they are small and they are regularly scampering. I have a little boom rock in my pocket, but that's bad. Okay. I know what I'm going to do. Tyler, can you push people with mage hand? As you're going about your planning and plotting, you hear the ones splashing in the water just... And you hear one of them climbing just... Now I jump! And he just dives straight face first. You can tell he's been doing that for a while. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. There there are many more of these sounds, and they are a very rambunctious lot. I know what I'm going to do. I need you to make sure that I don't get stabbed. I can try I, I feel like Skamos was there just like scratching his chin like these poor babies need helmets. <laughs> <laughs> the most elegant plan. I'm gonna move over to the leather fence. Mm. I'm gonna pull out my pen knife. It's like just like a box cutter. I'm gonna cut a very slight incision mm-hmm. in the leather uh, fence. It's a noticeable sound, but none of the goblins are picking up on it. Mm-hmm. Pull out the light crossbow, and I'm going to look to see if there's any of the goblins that are of note compared to the others. Uh, there are a few who have a few uh, bone ornaments, uh, piercings, and the like. There's one that has uh, a pair of human finger bones pierced just above both of its eyebrows. Okay. Uh, there's another one that has the traditional nose piercing with yet another human finger bone. Uh-huh. Uh, there is one that just has a few of those finger bone piercings running down the course of its arm. Okay. Starting at the shoulder, stopping at the elbow. I'm gonna shoot eyebrows. Okay. Poor eyebrows. Okay. Right. I'm just going to, just going to clap you on the shoulder. You got this. As a D6. <laughs> D6 inspiration. Good, because if I fuck this up, I can roll on top of it. Yes! 
Yeah. Alright, uh, this is from stealth, so is this at advantage? Yes, it will be at advantage. So that's a 19. That's a 19. <laughs> Plus 5. Yeah, you definitely hit, I will tell you that much. And that is the light crossbow bolt. Damage. D8 plus 3, that's 4 damage. Alright. That's Definitely. 4 damage total. Yeah, I rolled right. a 1 on the D8. Uh, yeah, that one hurts. I should have used Wrathful Smite for that one. Here we go. Bitch is about to get whipped. <laughs> you know, I was going to use that line in session 1. <laughs> like, you've just been whipped. Oh, God. Let it become a thing first. All yeah. right. Well, yeah, you you definitely, definitely hit. And you nail this goblin right in the head. And you just scrape off a good chunk of his ear with your bolt. <laughs> you see this massive red scar as his eyes just widen, completely unaware of what just happened to him. You see him stop eating his chunk of horse meat as he feels the blood begin to trickle down and then pour from the wound in his head. And as he reaches for it, he starts to panic as he feels the wetness. What a botched piercing. The, the goblin is in shock. He's not alerting the others. He's, He's not alerting the others, but they heard that crossbow go off. Pull out that rapier. It's about right. to get crazy. Initiative. Uh, yep. I'm assuming me too. Uh, yeah. You, you, you heard the very familiar twang of a crossbow being fired. You're pretty sure that's the go sign. Ah, a nineteen. Ooh, a six. A five. Rough. Oh, guess I'm at the top of. I mean, you started it off. Oh, yeah. right. Keep your roll in mind. Um, anybody at 20 or above? Uh, I rolled a 19. Awesome. What's your dex? My dex is 17. Okay. So, Val will be starting the round. And anybody 15 or above? Uh, I'm next and I'm a 6. Just to save you some time. Oh. <laughs> I'm at five. Dear Lord. What are you going to die? This is going to be bad. <laughs> I'm the beefcake, and I'm in the mouth of the cave with a six initiative. All right. So you fired on the one with the eyebrow piercings, and that, that, that one is reeling. In it takes just a few more moments for the goblin that you struck to be noticed. And when they are noticed, you hear nothing but a cacophonous shriek from all of the goblins, something between panic and war cries, as they begin reaching for bone clubs, daggers, a few of them are reaching for things like short bows, and one or two are just running into the huts. The ones that were jumping in the water are no longer making sound. All right, 
So, you're first. And I'm going to cast uh, Armor of Agathis. Fair enough. That takes up my action. I don't have anything for my bonus action, so that's me. All right, then. It's the goblin's turn. Mm-hmm. You see the one you struck still reeling from that massive head wound just begin to reach around on the ground until they find a knife. And as soon as they spot you, they charge you. You see them actually jump that leathered fence and come down on you with a knife. Uh, AC? 15. Yeah, they miss. <laughs> All right, the second and third goblin begins scrambling for their gear. One of them picks up a bow. Another picks up a club. The moment the club charges you, leaping over the fence as well, and then scrambling next to its ally. Uh, I'm fine. Not quite. No. It swings for your knees. Shit, that's annoying. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry, AC? 15. Yeah, they miss. (laughs) This this may be a uh, reoccurring thing here. These poor little guys. (laughs) I am sticking and moving. Yeah. (laughs) The second... Gathering its bow barely makes it around the leather fence before you see in its gnarled face it rip its bowstring oh, back again. and <laughs> just start screaming before it loses its arrow. Just <laughs> and the arrow flies. This is gonna be bad. And it completely misses. <laughs> the arrow bounces off of the ground before it even gets to you, skittering between your feet and sailing past you. I feel like when the first one went to stab me, I just tucked my hips back and like sucked my stomach in and it just missed and then the other one went for my knees and I kind of did a hop. And then this one fired and I just ducked. <laughs> like, it's funny geez. because it went below you. <laughs> oh, it went... So yeah, the, the arrow between. bounced off the ground before it even oh, got to you, I and then like it just, just went between the legs and missed it, completely. They're even then more it just pathetic. Skittered <laughs> off of the ground between your legs. Oh, I, I feel bad for shooting him now. <laughs> they're just having a pool party, man, and, <laughs> and eating some horse. Yeah, I can relate. They, they, they apparently killed <laughs> this guy. As Val, you Twice are now very, very distracted. And Skamos, you, you can't quite see everything all of the goblins are doing, but you hear commotion on the other side of the leather fence. And they come charging over, grabbing pouches, six and four. Five runs over, and you see him barely his upper body over the leather fence. He's bad at climbing. And he's trying to pull on his bowstring while climbing at the same time, but the arrow just falls out. These guys are really bad at archery. Yeah, the goblins. <laughs> the lesser goblins. I know they, get, I know they get a natural dex bonus. They do. They do. They but that does not account for the lack of training or anything else. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Uh, the fourth takes one of the many pouches in his arm and with a single hand throws it at the ground. Oh, shit. And the ground beneath you is lit a flame. Fucking... It just... It continues to pop and crackle and lines of fire burst out in every direction until the entire 
area that surrounds you is covered in fire. Is that just the flashlit square? Yeah. It Skamos, the one that had jumped the fence near you and sort of tripped through the flap that Val had cut, is also carrying bundles. And it throws its pouch at your feet. Try me, bitch. AC 14. And it doesn't strike you, but much like it did with Val, the square that you're in is very much on fire. Oh dear. Jesus. And that is their turn. It's now up to Mara. You hear a lot of crackling and whoosh, the, the sound of fire in an enclosed space. Yeah, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then our soldier dipped on us and we died. <laughs> hey, getting the hell out of this cave into the bigger section. Okay, we we'll so I'm gonna move forward. You move through Scamus' zone with not much more trouble other than the fire. Yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna see Scoblin over to the left here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just. Number gonna, six? Yeah. All right. But I also see Val just kind of swarmed the moment. But mm-hmm. instead of trying to maneuver around her and potentially getting shot up, I'm just going to work my way through the crowd. So I come down on the goblin to the left with the whip to start. All right, roll your attack. Every time you use the whip, it's a D4, but it's still concerning every time. I know. Uh, that is a 13. <gasps> you hit. All right. Roll that D4. Poor Gabba. That's three plus three, so six. Yeah, and you tear a gash through this poor goblin's torso as it is just leaking unknowable amounts of fluid. All right, following down with the whip, I aim the rapier tip right at its throat. All right. Try it again. Roll. Ooh, yeah, that's a 23. That's a hit. And that's the rapier, so that's a D8. And because I have two weapon fighting, I add my ability modifier to this damage. Yep. Yep. That is a seven. And you see him in such a small amount of time get his torso torn open through the sheer force of the crack of the whip, followed through with a very sudden pierce and he crumples to the ground. Make it quick. So I think that's your turn. That is my turn. Scamos, you have very little more than a whimper before the goblin that had been threatening you with all of those fire rocks is silenced. I step out of the fucking flaming square, just turn to you, play just this tiny ditty, and say, good fucking luck. Take a d6. <laughs> you can use that at your discretion for most things. Most things. Just not damage. Mm-hmm. Just any, it's, anything it's else. Attack rolls and saving throws. Yeah. So anything else, Scamos? Yeah, I'm going to put my bow in the left hand and draw a rapier! <laughs> Alright. Rapier squad. Take a step forward. Fancy swords. <laughs> All right, take a stab at number one for fancy people. Fifteen. You hit. Right. That's cocked beyond all fuck. 
Like, why would you not want to rape here? You get a D8 of damage and, and you can use it as a finesse weapon. The one fun. that had the massive the head wound doesn't have a reason to have is now so much <laughs> like the other you can take crumpled on the ground. And just dragging it yep. away and shaking it off the rapier. Well, I don't get to be fancy. This is true. <laughs> you do what you can to clean your blade, but the filth still stings. I mean... Ugh. It's very difficult to remove. Well... Back up to my turn. Indeed. It's up to Val. Alright, we're two down. Not too bad. Four to go. Okay. I'm gonna take a step forward. Out of the fire. Mmm. A good call. Yeah. You stand over the now crumpled form of what was a goblin. And, um... With my rapier, I'm just going to thrust it. Number four. Alright, make your attack. That is a 13. You hit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these poor little guys. Nine. It, before you can even finish your blow, falls to the ground dead. Starting to feel really bad. So many goblins. (laughs) But now it's their turn. There's four more over there. Indeed. There's only one left of the original three that struck you. And that last one is beginning to panic. You can see it in his eyes. He's regularly darting around trying to figure out how he's going to get out. And he gives up. He dives at your feet and grabs the pouches. And then slams them on the ground. Oh, shit. For the and there is a cacophonous bang. Wait, he does that at my feet? Yes. Would that be considered melee range? He's well within melee range. He already was. Okay. Uh, does that proc armor of Agathus? We'll see if it pops armor of Agathus. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to pop. It just has to hit armor of Agathus. Well, yeah. here's the thing. All of those rocks are going off at once. Okay. It's going to hurt. That goblin's dead. Okay. Poor little guy. Oh, never mind then. But you've got temp health. And it's in, isn't it, adjacent enemies? Yeah. I just want a moment R.I.P. for Goblin 3. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. Fuck your boom chief. He didn't deserve you. <laughs> <laughs> They're Hashtag. indoctrinated from a young age. Hashtag fuck your boom chief. <laughs> Alright. Uh, you may make a dexterity saving throw. You do not make it. I will inform you of that. Plus three. I could add this to it. It wouldn't matter. You are bewildered at the actions of this goblin as it dives for your feet. You realize far too late as it grabs the many pouches of boom rocks and then slams the entire bundle into the ground. Fuck. Uh, Sixteen damage. Wait, wait, 16 damage? That was three sets of boom rocks. Oh. Uh, okay, so that goes through my temp health. <laughs> and the rest of my health. So I am down. Yes, you are launched from your position as the sheer force from all of these going off in such an enclosed I'm space so at the same glad. time. 
I had armor back at this. Knocks you back and over the leather wall. You are unconscious and they can, your allies can see your boot hanging at the top of the leather wall. You are in a smoldering heap. The pain was enough to knock you out immediately. You need to go for her. I can handle them. Fuck your boom, chief. (laughs) You can pity them all you want, but they are still goblins. He is very much dead, by the way. Oh, yeah, super dead. He is vapor. He was a credit to his clan. <laughs> it's now the other goblin's turn. Yep. The fifth, barely clinging on, halfway over the leather fence, sees this explosion, is rocked back, falls back over the fence, l- losing his second arrow, and falls to the ground next to the smoldering heap that is Val. He scrambles to his feet after losing most of his momentum and pulls his bow back trying to figure out where the enemies are. The other one sees Skamos and Mara. And he charges. You should rethink your life choices. As he does so, he takes the bow that he was using, grasps one end of it firmly in two hands, and then goes to swing it you, straight between the legs. Oh! Oh! He's going for that stunning blow. Yeah, he is. Goblin equivalent. Nad shot. AC. 14. He misses. He misses. He swings far too early and snaps his bow right in front of you. (laughs) You you feel it graze the tip and you thank the gods that it didn't hit. As he raises his head in a completely neutral stance, he just sort of stares at you with a dumb look. (laughs) He just continues to hum louder than you. (laughs) He doesn't really know what else to do. That's a fucking challenge! (laughs) He continues to hum. He stands there. He doesn't know what to do. Not hums louder. He continues to hum. He doesn't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Uh, Who's next? Well, that would be Mara. You see the goblin that just broke his bow in front of Skamos trying to hit him in the nads, humming very loudly. On the one hand, there's pity for the pitifully stupid creature. On the other hand, there is some renewed rage seeing her ally punted over a fence. Yeah, she was thrown <laughs> by so, a bomb. She is calmly walking around to the other side of the goblin. Just staring down at this creature brings the whip over her head with all of her weight down onto the ground. That's at an edge. You get a full swing. Plus five, that's a thirteen. You have advantage. Yeah, you, you get to roll Because you're flanking with me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna take the yeah. Yeah, the twenty-four, I'll take that. <laughs> that that'll hit. There's your D four. Oof, that's a one, that's a four. Four damage. Total? Four yep. damage total. And then 
Alright. Yeah, you bring the whip down with full force as it cracks straight across the back of this poor goblin. You see him fall to his knees. Alright. The rapier in the other hand, she just flicks it around, grips it in a fist, and brings it down in a stab. Just fear. Ice pick him with the rapier? Glitter, no finesse. No dignity, just fury. Roll. That's another 24. That'll hit. And that's a D8 plus 3. So. Another four damage. Yeah, it's four damage. All right. You don't see it as first, if only because it is fairly dark in this cave, but through the gash you'd opened with your whip, there's an incision all the way through this goblin, tracking the same wound, and you see him fall into two pieces. I'm really glad that we're not fighting you. Yeah, <laughs> that. There is just, how do I have a whip and a fucking rapier and it's just these terrible brutality kills? I mean... <laughs> you, yeah, but you'd use strength <laughs> with these finesse weapons. When a problem comes along, you must whip it. <laughs> God damn it. Scamos, it's to you. Along, you must whip right, it. I'm just gonna... Step here. I can see them over the fence, right? You can see you, my boot. You see Val's boot and foot by extension caught on the leather fence and the rest of them completely unconscious on the ground. You see me Love fucking of, smoldering against this fence. They are smoking. Love of God, fix her. There yeah. are noticeable singes all across her lower body. I'm just going to... Slam the rapier into the ground, pick up the bow again, and play a dainty tune. That's Cure Wounds. For 11. I'm at full. Or 10, sorry. I'm still at full. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. You snap back to life. Just push their foot off the fence. (gasps) Breath fills your lungs. You don't even know what just happened, but whatever it was, it put you down. But Skamos will always be here to bring you back up. Your entire lower body below your chest, singed, burning, aching. Everything else, tingling. But you're fine now. Don't worry, he died horribly. Uh, That doesn't make me feel better. You see a single goblin next to you, crouched down, hands on its head, face to the ground. I I just look around at like the pile of the piles of dead bodies. (laughs) It's a sight. I look at this goblin in a very clearly submissive pose. I look up at the bard. Where's my dice? I need to make it a little longer. Okay. (sighs) 
I tap the goblin on the shoulder and I point at the exit. <laughs> you tap him on the shoulder and he falls to the ground. <laughs> Wait, what? He, he panics and does everything he can to crawl away from you. I whistle. He stops for a second, very confused, and then looks back at you, and he seems very distrusting. I point at the exit. Leave! You, you see his eyes focus on you, then your hand, then the exit, then your hand, then you, then the exit, then you, then your hand, and he scampers straight past you. You see him do what he can to stay on this side of the fence until he hits the slit that you'd made previously mm -hmm. and darts out behind your allies. Val has not been doing this long enough to be ruthless. <laughs> Understandable. Let's just hope we don't pay for your mercy letter. I hope so too. I saw my life flash before my eyes. It was really boring. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. That'll change very soon. I hope not. <laughs> Now that there's no noise but the still water at the far point of the cave, the roar of the bonfire, you can each see in the back corner that you weren't able to earlier a singular cage hanging from the ceiling. And in it a goblin dressed in a small vest, very worn out burlap pants, and tiny little shoes that's adorable <laughs> and it's just holding the bars staring at all of you oh we're about to have an interesting conversation now aren't we hello oh this one talks okay uh, this one talks that's better i think i think i don't even know at this point oh god what did we walk into are you saying that to the yes. goblin in the cage? Is, it, is, is that a yes? Yes. Is it? Nah, I don't know. Why are you in that cage? I got in trouble. For? Things. What things? Such as? Goblin stuff. What goblin stuff? I don't know goblin stuff. Do I look like a goblin? Don't answer that question. I don't know. What do you know? Stuff. What stuff? She's restraining from whipping the cage. <laughs> I'm just going to very calmly just walk over to the Listen, cage, I, I don't, look I don't up at this goblin in his little shoes and his little vest, say, how'd you like to go on tour? Okay. Awesome. What's a tour? <laughs> you and me, we're going to have a great time. Okay. Just, just turning to the party. I'm gonna teach this goblin to play the fiddle if it kills me. I can't play the fiddle. So then I'm dead. <laughs> Merciful, let me just put my rapier through his eye. Please don't. <laughs> That's that. I don't think I you don't know. I don't feel like seeing any more blood today. Please. I'd like to not. What? 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 what what's your name? What's your Swigs. Name? Swigs. Swigs. I'm Skamos. How are you Hi. doing? I'm scared. That's understandable. That's You've just been through a very harrowing experience. Yeah. You were put what, in the what, cage for goblin things. What was your connection to this group of goblins? They didn't like me. Okay, so you're not from this warren? I am. Okay. 
And they don't like you because you can talk? The chief doesn't like me. Because... Boom chief? He says I have bad ideas. Such I as? I like these? clothes. Oh, I like him. <laughs> is there a lock on this fucking cage? Yes. Is it tiny? It's regular size. Do you have thieves tools? No, but I'm a bard. Oh. I like grab a rock and break it. Yes. <laughs> what okay. kind of a check would that be? Athletics? Yes. That's I'm going to go ahead and just grab like a sizable rock from the side of the cage and just try to bash the thing open. As soon as you approach, Misty is backing up. Uh, Swigs is backing up to the far side of the cage. It's barely half a foot, but they're, they're, they're doing what they can to keep distance. I haven't decided to kill you yet. Please don't. I, I don't feel like that's plus mm. your athletics. That's a 13. It's half rust. As soon as you hit it, the heavy padlock falls to the ground. Alright. Do you know where this boom chief is? Mm-hmm. Can you take us to him? He's over there. And Swigs just points to the far side of the cave, close to where the water was, and there is a tunnel leading further in. Okay. You're gonna blow us up the minute we turn our back to you. No. I don't like those rocks. What? I think that was the bad idea thing. Where did you get? Where did they find I these the rocks? Those were the bad idea. Here. In the tower. No. Under the tower. Mm-hmm. Oh. You can see Swigs is like on the verge of tears. Okay, follow us. We're not going to hurt you. We just need to handle the boom chief. Do I have to go? Go with us to see the boom. Yeah. If you're fine waiting here, you can wait here for us to come back. Do I have to wait in the cage? No, no. you don't have to no, wait in the cage. cage. Okay. Just... Stay here, and chill. I'll try. Here, have some bread. Thank you. This swigs very carefully, hand, holds out both hands, and just takes the bread from you. Alright, let's go down that tunnel. Well, next episode uh, anyway. On campfires and escalations. And remember... Fuck you, Boom Chief. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>